Minute by minute, welcome to episode five, the fifth minute. I'm your host for this first week, Park Parkinson, and with me for my uh, my guest this week is Nay Renly. Hi, Hi, Nay. I'm Nay Renly. Hello. And it, <laughs> hello. Uh, and again, we are here for minute five. That's from four minutes zero seconds to four minutes and fifty nine seconds. In this minute, uh, Marta is greeted by the thrombies, uh Meg, who vapes, and Linda, who is Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh, and we see a little bit of cop action also. So, yeah, well, uh, Marta arrives. She breezes by the cops who ask if she's with the help. Meg comes to talk to her and um, is nice to her. And then they, they share a little hug, a little moment. There's little tears. Uh, and then they get to the door and Jamie Lee Curtis opens them, op- opens the door without even like, I don't think they knock. She just, she knows. <laughs> She seems like that kind of character who is very commanding and knows what's going on. And then they walk in. We hear a voice in the background having a heated phone call, it sounds like. Uh, but we don't hear the end of it. It ends with uh, Jamie Lee Curtis saying that... Um, sorry, Linda. Linda Thromby saying that uh, she wanted Marta to be at the funeral but that uh, she was outvoted. And outvoted is our last our last word for our minute. Yeah. So, yeah, she gets called the help, but uh, Meg gets all indignant. The Yeah, the cops, are you with the help? Yeah. And then she says, her name's Marta. She was granddad's nurse. Uh, she's with us. So then you know now what her job was. <laughs> right. We know that she's she was uh, Harlan Thromby's personal nurse. Yeah. And that this person is one of the grandkids as well, because she called him granddad. Yes. Or, uh, yeah, Meg refers to him as granddad, yeah. Yeah. Meg looks very much like college student, from the, the stocking cap to the vaping, which I wonder how well that's going to age, but uh, <laughs> it it's perfect. Uh, it's perfect for here. Yeah, she's kind of like, what, what, what the hell? She says about them, implying that she's with the help, and uh, you, you get like, we'll get this from a few different people. This kind of like, no, we're we're cool, we're progressive, but like these like really self-involved people, and this is kind of the first, the first one of those where she's like, uh, you know, she basically just goes back to her vaping, but she's also gonna like be angry about this for show yeah i i will say i don't know how much i bought um just from looking at this minute like i don't know how much i bought meg's indignancy on behalf of marta i did not buy it when linda said that she wanted (laughs) marta to be at the funeral but she was outvoted just from seeing linda Seeing Linda open the door and seeing her pink pantsuit with her, um, like, 
thick, uh, round glasses. I love those glasses. I know it's a good look with her I, white hair. Oh, it's <laughs> in general like with yeah, kind of like slightly severe, um, uh, uh, white or or very light gray hair. Um, she has a commanding. I don't believe she gets outvoted <laughs> on anything. I believe just from this smidge. I believe that if Linda wants Marta to be at the funeral, if she wanted her to be at the funeral, that would have happened because she seems like the kind of person who just like people fall in line around. I don't buy that she had that little control over who was allowed to wear, go where. Good call. Yeah. And they, she also talks about how seeing him at the funeral helped. So, you know, now that the funeral has already happened, this is like the memorial Actually, I don't think they said that yet. Uh, so you know that the funerals happen, and this is a meeting after that. He's already been buried, and we're not going to see him again. Yeah, and and Marta was going to be there anyway, because Walt in the in the previous minute, Walt had asked her to come early. Oh, that's right. So we know that she was going to be there anyway. So I so I got the impression there was some kind of not if not necessarily a memorial service. Um, there was something going on there that she was going to be there for anyway. Some sort of party. For which people are kind of dressed up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's some, there's something going on today at the house. It's like a big deal. And Marta was already going to attend and everyone's already dressed up. Um, you know, Linda has her special pantsuit on. Um, maybe it's her everyday, <laughs> maybe it's, it's her Tuesday pantsuit <laughs> for all I know. But People seem, you know, like it's some kind of occasion going on. Um, but she only came early because the cops had more questions for her. That's right. Yeah. Uh, one interesting thing is they're standing out in front and then it cuts to shot of the door opening by Linda. But I'm pretty sure I researched that there was different locations used and the exterior of those house is not the same as the interior so that would have been a completely different yes. set that they were at now when they opened the door yeah when she's when they when they go to the door they're still at the I think they're still in the New England mansion that we saw before that's red brick in the exterior and uh, and then when they when they're at the door I think is when we switch to another location uh, and the interior of the house you're right is I think actually two different homes. I want to say the interior is one home and there are a couple of rooms that are a third location. I looked this up too for the very first episode or and now I can't <laughs> yeah. remember. But but yeah, there are definitely at least two locations that get used. So yeah, now when we're inside, we're back into that house that wherever we were at inside in our first minute where we saw our second minute where we saw the Fran go up the stairs. Um and uh uh yeah, I mean, again, beautiful house. Um, it are it looks different than before. It's are, it's full of noise. People are talking. You can hear the so before the, the loud phone call in the background. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's some cool decoration in there. I couldn't really tell what it was. It looks like like a like a giant sun or piece of a clock or something like that. Like some sort of arcing thing. So you you can kind of get that decor from the original. Oh yeah, there's like a. It looks almost like. Um, uh, like over an, an elevator. Uh, oh, it's swords. Oh, 
it's swords. Uh, oh wow, how very, um, how very Damocles. There are. There's a big. There's a large door to. I'm gonna say that looks like it's going to the study, uh-huh. and uh, the entrance way to the study. Uh, there are at least a dozen, maybe fifteen or so. It's an odd number because there's one sword right in the middle and it's pretty balanced. Of swords, they look like. Some look like rapiers, and some are a little curved, almost like a, um, like a, like a cavalry, uh, 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 like, 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 a, like an epée for cavalry Um, not like a fencing epée, uh, not epée, sorry, is what I'm looking for. Um, saber, saber. Uh, it's like like a, a cavalry saber, but yeah, there's a whole bunch of swords in like an arc, right? Uh, pointing down, like if they all fell, uh, whoever is standing in that doorway would get pierced many times. Yeah, that's probably why the movie's called Swords Out. <laughs> Figured it out. <laughs> uh, I know we are we're obviously. Uh, I mean, it's, I'm. I don't think it's a spoiler stuff because. If you see the trailer, you've seen this, but there is a scene coming up where there are many, many more knives arranged in a circular pattern um, that we'll see uh, several times later on in the in the movie. But the, the entrance way to that room, I believe, is where we have these swords arranged above the doorway. So cool! I missed that. Good yeah. eye. And that's yeah, that's going into the library or study. And uh, I guess that's it. We hear a loud guy's voice, but we don't see him yet. So I guess we could just leave him for the next crew coming in. Yeah, we'll talk about the yelling voice man. I will yelling say voiceman. we talked last time about how how kind Marta's family seemed, about how how loving they seemed with how very little dialogue. And I, I know... Spoilers if you have not seen the movie. Go watch the movie. Uh, Again, not thinking about what comes later, just thinking about this minute and how I already think Linda is lying and how I already don't buy Meg's indignancy. Um, This family feels like they are giving the appearance of being accepting and loving, and it's utter crap. (laughs) And I do not believe it, and it seems to be a very big contrast with Marta's family who who shows so much affection and appreciation and and uh being accustomed to each other with so little and this family that says so much and does so much and I don't buy any of it yeah Meg says if you need anything your family and stuff I I think maybe it is it's not that they don't mean it it's that they they only mean it if it's not going to cost anything like (laughs) like if if it's free it's free to say it it's free to like you know but they're they're not gonna put their money where their mouth is maybe they they mean it when they say it Mm, but they'll they're gonna forget about it they'd like to be the person that means it and they're gonna try today (laughs) yeah yeah i want i want you to feel like you're part of our. It's family. like when you see like I don't feel that way. <laughs> it's like when you see like a friend you haven't seen for a long time, and you've like obviously grown a lot, and you're like, we gotta hang out a lot more. 
you're like, man, I wish I felt like that. And I know we're not gonna, but you know, when I was hanging out, it was so much fun that I really did feel like I wanted to hang out with you more. But like when you text me and I'm at home, I'm probably not going to want to anymore. I, I want to help you move. I want to want to help you move because that would make me a good person. But I am probably. I'm the type of person who would do that. So obviously I would love to, even though I am busy that yeah, day. Because I know me and I know that I'm a good yeah. person. I know that I want you to feel how much I care for what you. Would a, but also I'm, again, not going to help you move forward. What would a, a good person do? Would they just tell granddad's nurse, like, you don't work here anymore, obviously, because he's dead now? Or would you say this other thing? Right. I'll say that one. I'll be the good one. Yeah. Yeah. They, they know what is the appropriate thing to say. Uh, yeah. The way uh, they, I will say between um, between Marta and Meg, the little mm-hmm. hug they had uh, and 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 Marta briefly rubs Meg's back as they're hugging, which I could not tell how much that was affection or how much that was. OK, hug done now. Oh, <laughs> get away from me. I honestly couldn't tell. But when she goes in and has a little hug with Linda and Linda says, like, you know, like, um, how you doing, kiddo? Um, and uh, Marta's greeting in return is Linda. <laughs> I was like, oh, you're not real friends. You, (laughs) She's saying kiddo because that's the kind of person she wants to be. She wants to be convivial and friendly and warm. But Mara did not respond with, like when Meg asked how she was doing, she actually said, like, oh, not great. I'm crying. I don't know what to do next. She had a real answer. Maybe she doesn't want to just, just want to unburden herself like that, you know, like two minutes in a row. But... I got the impression that Linda also didn't really want that answer. I, I, I don't think it's that kind of relationship. I think her answer of like, eh, Linda, how are you? Is pretty much what Linda was actually expecting and about all that their relationship. And then holds. she gets to flip the, how are you back to Linda? And then she does answer like the oh funeral. Scene yeah. And helped. Linda actually says, yeah, Linda answers. How are you? So Linda is allowed to, to tell Marta her feelings. I don't think, because Marta cares about everybody, mm-hmm. uh, and or or Linda just assumes that her feelings are important. And everybody cares, but she's not surprised when Marta doesn't give what her feelings actually are. Yeah. Well, that's really our minute. I think. Uh, is there anything more you want to say about Marta and and Linda and Meg? Uh, oh, did we mention that Meg is now the the actress who plays Meg uh, is now on the Netflix show Cursed. I think it's Netflix. Uh, Catherine Langford. Uh, Catherine Langford, yes, um, is on is on Cursed. She's playing Nimue, who is I think that's the main the main character on that show. I have not watched, but it does seem like that was her next thing after Knives Out. So I think Knives Out was a was a good break for her. She was also on Thirteen Reasons Why. I will say, but and I do not know that show. No. Uh, so I don't know. She was on that show for like a year or two so i don't know like how big the show was but you know she went from knives out to uh having her own show on on netflix that's cool um and i like the actress of the little we've seen of her so far yeah netflix said to her if you need anything just ask your family and then, and then they get her new, new job <laughs> he was like well i would like a show our question for friday is uh, general talk about the movie. 
and I think I would say and this five minutes place in the movie. Uh, so spoiler section, spoiler alert, anyone who was listening who has not seen the movie. Nay, what are your feelings on Knives Out in general? And how do you feel about how it starts? Great start to this movie. I love going over it minute by minute and seeing all the information that's kind of being laid out and all the little hints and setup that you're getting in a way that's not clunky. Like I think having the cop ask in this minute, for example, and Meg saying it is is good. Like you, you don't have questions for too long that get unanswered. And I think what happens when a movie is doing that kind of stuff, there's reasons for everything, is that you start to get a trust for the movie where you can have a lot of fun watching it because you're not worried about whether or not it's going to let you down or not give you the information you need. So I think uh, the the brilliance of Knives Out, the way it's it's like a whodunit, but the thing you really want to do is make it so that you're not... What the film does is it keeps changing the question that you're asking, and that's why it's able to stay engaging. So at first you're wondering who's who's done it, and then you're wondering uh, why, and then you're wondering how is this person involved. So each little segment, you're wondering something new. So you're getting new information, and some of it you might have already gotten, but you're, you didn't know what to look for yet because you weren't really sure what you were going to be asking by the end. And I just, when uh, when I saw the movie and I got to the end, I just thought it was so great that how that journey had gone and like how entertaining it was to watch a movie that unfolded that way it seems really difficult to write a movie that does that too i agree yeah this uh unfold is a good way to talk about it i think it unfolds spectacularly and i think you can really see that uh in the first in the first five minutes, you can see how how much you are in good hands. Uh, that that there is a storyteller at the helm who knows exactly what they're doing, and that all of the people are doing a great job. I especially get that sense having looked at the shooting script and comparing that to uh, to the. Um, to what we actually have in the movie with the dialogue the actors are actually giving I really can see how much they worked with the actors how much the actors were able to bring to the performances uh, to the character development and the the character the way the characters are revealed uh, themselves and yeah I I have a new appreciation for the movie after looking at it at the opening this carefully you know we talked about even in like the first uh, the first minute and the way they showed the house in the second minute the way they showed us the interior how they showed us who Harlan is and his relationship to this house now that we have seen a little bit of who Marta is uh, and we are starting to get into her character and we can see how she relates to her family Versus how she's now relating to the thrombies, who, you know, I, I still, I said before, she views as, this is not the thrombies who she knows. This is Harlan's family, mm-hmm. that she views them through the lens of being Harlan's friend. That's uh, great. It's great. And I really enjoy looking at it this closely. Yeah, this this is kind of like Ryan Johnson's 
prestige. This movie is to Ryan Johnson as the prestige is to Christopher Nolan. He's like done a big movie. Now he's got the budget and the connection with actors to really make an interesting movie that's not based on anything else and and have the clout to do it. And so I'm hoping that like some of those, you know, like Christopher Nolan or Wes Anderson or something that he'll develop Ryan Johnson will develop the ability to make movies that are original and still have them perform well enough to have a to have an okay budget and, and actors and stuff because it's getting rarer and rarer these days. Yeah, well, and even I would say I think it's a good comparison between this and the Prestige. And one of the things I I like about this so much, and I think it's one of the things that allows the actors to have the freedom that they do to to assist uh, or, or, or if not them directly definitely how much is being done on set how the shooting script differs from the dialogue we actually get how you said like they're, they're reworking things as they go a little bit at least uh, it's a kind of freedom you I think you get more of when you're doing an original work where the director is the writer that you know, I don't know how hamstrung. I mean, certainly the 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 book The Prestige is based on and the movie The Prestige differ wildly. Uh, there are some big changes that they made there. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's it's still a it's not an unfaithful adaptation, but there are some big changes. Um, for sure, uh, I can imagine. Uh, working that out and deciding how faithful to be and then you go to set and that you might feel a little more beholden to the decisions you already made then again I suppose a a writer of the movie himself uh, some of those people do get you know very controlling with their vision as well Mm -hmm. so maybe just Ryan Johnson is just a just a good director he seems like like a good director of actors he gets really good performances yeah and one thing that this movie has going that we didn't get in the first five minutes is that it's pretty funny but it's not not funny at the expense of taking the whole movie seriously but there's some really funny moments not in the first five five minutes but uh, but yeah (laughs) that's another thing i really liked about the movie and why just like a pleasure to watch yeah i would say the only the only honest honest to goodness funny moment we had in the first five minutes was when okay. uh, Fran drops but doesn't drop after all the tray and swears at it I did chuckle like even in when I very first time I watched it that made me laugh uh, and it kind of makes me laugh actually every time I see it and I think that was our only our only kind of I wouldn't even know if I'd call that a laugh out loud moment but it was our first it was our only real like real funny moment we have clearly some funny characters like when linda opens the door she looks more like a cartoon character which jamie lee curtis is very good at doing that kind of thing she looks more like a cartoon character and less like a real person i already have felt like we're entering you know we're more and more entering into you know uh caricature wacko land uh than uh than we were what are your favorite and this might just be the way rich people are in this universe. 
uh, but you're right. There's not like a lot of a lot of jokes, uh, but we do get a lot of really funny moments in the movie. The movie is is very funny. Uh, I I forgot we didn't really talk about Jamie Lee Curtis. What are your favorite Jamie Lee Curtis films? Oh yeah, I just goes on such she's, she's Jamie yeah. Lee Curtis. Uh, well, you know what we we mentioned True Lies before. Um, I know it's not like her best work or anything, but I really enjoy True Lies, and I get the impression that she was having a lot of fun in True Lies. Um, she did funny stunts. Uh, you know, she got to really like uh, pull a lot of wacky faces. She had, she had a very comedic role in True Lies, and I think that was the first time. I remember at least seeing her be real funny. Mm. And I I very much like her performance in that. Um, yeah, the first one that comes to mind is True Lies. She what about seemed you? to have a lot of fun and pull some good faces in Freaky Friday, too. The one with Lindsay Lohan. Oh, yeah, there yeah. you go. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, she's a legend, so. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, there's like a. There's like a dozens of great Jamie Lee Curtis movies you could talk about and I mean in horror alone uh, you know she's had some some classic movies that uh, that have already to the test of time Halloween returned to franchises yeah playing the same character as older in a really interesting uh, interesting way she's got way. gravitas like as soon as she opens the door he's like one of those actors you're gonna just watch whatever they say and that's so good to she have. can command There's several in this movie but she's yeah <laughs> yes the movie has i mean ryan johnson is has a has a maybe one of his good good performances is he's also surrounded by good uh good actors uh he has some great people in this movie uh yeah she's probably my favorite uh, my favorite actor or actress in the movie, though um, the actress who plays Marta um, uh, Darmus uh, is also, um, you know, becoming. Uh, though I should say, uh, Michael Shannon is also in this movie, uh, who I have very great affection for, and and you know. I think of every role Michael Shannon plays is probably a serial killer. Uh, I just that's always going. It's like his, that's like his character secret. It's like his actor's secret is secretly your character is a serial killer. Uh, uh, and yet I find myself feeling like weirdly affectionate for all of his characters. So he's another another great actor in the movie that I really enjoy watching his stuff play out. I really enjoy watching. Uh, all of the characters interact with with Marta in particular, um, and of course uh, with with uh, Daniel Craig, mm-hmm. who again is Bond is a waste of his talents, and I'm so happy he's not going to be James Bond <laughs> anymore because he should do better stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's the end of our minute. Is there anything else you wanted to add? Uh, not to this minute, but thanks for having me on Knives Out Minute. I was very happy. Thank you very much for joining me, Nay. Would you like to plug anything else before we go? Uh, I'll plug Calvin and Hobbes cast again, the podcast about Calvin and Hobbes. <laughs> Every strip of Calvin and Hobbes. 
check out the Strip by Strip Calvin and Hobbes cast. I'd also like to plug another podcast I've been on, Doctor Who's That, which is by a friend of mine, Sean Gleason. Sean and his friends, Bay and Andy, watched the entirety of Doctor Who, starting with the first serial in 1963. Sean has seen all the episodes, big fan. Andy has watched just the modern show, and Bay has never seen the show before. The trio are joined by a rotating cadre of guests with varying levels of experience and sometimes expertise related to the topic of the serial. So check that podcast out. As for this podcast, again, find us on Twitter at Knives Out Minute. And please rate, review, and subscribe to Knives Out Minute on your podcatcher of choice. And check out the cast next week when a new host and guest will be delving into minutes five through nine.